Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Two Depressed Girls podcast. My name is Amy and I'm here with April. Hello there. (laughs) That's going to be my signature from now on. So thank you for coming back. This is going to be a part two of our last episode which was about John JonBenet Ramsey. This is the continuation so if you haven't heard the first part go back an episode and listen to that one first. All right April take it away. So I kind of left y'all on a cliffhanger. Sorry about that. But it, it we kind of wanted to split this up because we wanted to really give you the backstory. And then we kind of wanted to go into the part discussing how the investigation by the Boulder Police pretty much failed the case. How it provided a lot of issues I would say. I kind of left off saying the governor had the grand jury decide whether or not John and Patsy Ramsey would be indicted to have charges against them for the murder of their daughter. And surprise surprise it surely was surprising to the people in the community, people involved in the case. There wasn't enough evidence to substantiate a case to take them to trial. So this is for another number of reasons. Uh, there really was no evidence. There was no murder weapon. There was no motive. The defense did try to put together a little bit of a motive, a little bit of a backstory saying that John Bonet was a bedwetter, that Patsy found that she had wet the bed and became extremely angered by this and killed her child and her and John tried to cover it up. There was no evidence of this to really prove anything. They were really just grasping at straws because they wanted to claim that John and Patsy were the killers, sentence them to jail, get them out of the picture kind of thing. That's really gross to me. Don't be like that. Just because it's easier to accuse Mm -hmm. the parents, you really have to know before you go accusing people of killing their children. Yeah, and I mean, this was kind of something that me and Amy had talked about, you know, why did the Boulder PD, why were they so adamant to try to convict the parents? And I said, you know, there's probably a few reasons. One, it's an easy escape, you know, two, they don't want to tell people that there's a killer on the streets and they probably don't want to do the legwork because a lot of neglect was done in this case. There was so much, there was evidence suppressed, it was just terrible and I'm going to go into so much detail about that because it's just awful what happened and how neglectful that they were. Amy and I watched a documentary um, on Discovery Plus about John Benet Ramsey and it really came from the eyes of Detective Lou Smith. He was pulled into the case by the Boulder DA's office to investigate, collaborate with the Boulder PD, and see what's really going on. And he was actually retired at this time, and he came out of retirement to work on the case. Uh, I want to let everyone know he was not even paid for this. He would not allow payment for it. He did it on his own fruition. He wanted to do it. He continued the case so many years years passed just because he was so dedicated he wanted to find the killer of this little girl a lot of things were done terribly beginning with the police letting 18 people into the house getting rid of any evidence that could have been left behind you know it's no longer a sterile crime scene i'm not again i have to always say this i'm not laughing because it's funny i'm laughing because this makes me irritated mm-hmm. like it makes it's, me i, f- I feel like they probably terrible. yeah I, I feel like they could have already found the killer if they hadn't have been so non 
nonchalant about this case. Yeah, it just adamant. Oh, it's parents. It's always parents. It's always family. It's almost like they had already set their mind when they rolled up to the house. Like the parents did it. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. So uh, I'm just going to kind of list off what had happened, what the Boulder police said, what was in fact the truth, because there was a lot of discrepancies. Mm. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. So Boulder police said that there was no sign of force entry. There was no footsteps. There was no evidence that anyone had come into and left the house. So starting with the no footsteps, they're in Boulder, Colorado. What's the climate like in Boulder, Colorado? Well, let's see. It's fucking cold. Yes, and it snows a lot, and it snowed that day. <laughs> it snowed that day, so of course there's not going to be any footprints because the fucking snow covered it. Duh. <laughs> I'm a little bit mad about this, and I'll be kind of like cavalier but uh, and sarcastic just because I'm like, how bad do you have to fuck up a case? So there was no sign of entry or no sign of exit. The basement in which John Binet was found... The window was open. The window was left open. But, oh no, there's no force. There's no entry. There's no exit. Yeah, there fucking was. So, they were adamant that they couldn't have come in through the basement. So, Lou Smith, very good man. He... May he rest in peace. (laughs) Honestly, though. He disproved this. He himself went to the basement window, opened the little grate, went through it, and then used a suitcase that was there. There was a suitcase case under this window there was a scrape on the wall Lou Smith went down through the window into the basement grabbed a different suitcase because they had taken that for evidence grabbed a different suitcase and climbed out through the window proving yes someone could enter through this and someone can exit through this there was speculation about the way in which she had died so boulder police said that she was hit in the head but ultimately died of strangulation this is not true we talked about that skull fracture that would kill someone immediately yeah and the autopsy proved that but that was something that the boulder police was negligent about and said nope it's strangulation that killed her it was not if you like i said in the last episode if you saw this like photo there's no way anybody could live through that there's no way you know there's the term your head is you know you split your head open i mean a little bit more and it would have been cut in half it i mean i am sure this is going to be very graphic i am sure her brain was exposed by this strike to the head she was strangled prior to and they knew this because there were marks on her neck it wasn't from the rope well there were rope marks and it wasn't from the person it was from her clawing at her own neck to try to loosen it she would not be able to do this post-mortem after she was struck in the head with the other event that happened during her death well prior to her death rather she was sexually assaulted there was DNA evidence of this. The police took evidence from everyone in the family and the DNA that was taken from her underwear was foreign. It was not connected to anyone in this family. The Boulder Police Department suppressed that evidence. They did not want anything to stray from the theory that the parents did it. They didn't bring it up in court, which aligned itself with there's not enough evidence to convict them because the DNA did not fit their theory. Another thing that was very odd was the contents of John JonBenet Ramsey's stomach. So if you remember in the previous episode, 
episode, I had told you that John Bidet was out with her family the night before on Christmas, fell asleep in the car, and then was brought up to her room by her father where she continued to sleep. The contents of her stomach showed she had pineapple. There wasn't any pineapple at the dinner. It, there was pineapple at the house because Burke, her older brother, had eaten a cup of pineapple and a glass of milk. There's speculation that John Bidet woke up in the middle of the night, went downstairs, had a snack, and possibly ran into her attacker. There was marks that were found on both John Bidet's back as well as her face. Uh, Lou Smith had kind of deduced that these marks were consistent with a stun gun or a taser. Uh, the fact that they were equal diameter, that they were equally spaced apart, was very, you know, seemed to support the theory it was a stun gun. The Boulder police did not agree. They brought in an expert to dispute this, stated it was bruising. Bruising that was identical marks, same diameter, same distance apart. That's a little suspicious to me. That doesn't seem to make sense. I, I have no words. I, I really don't. I think this case just really makes me irritated with the police department because they dropped the ball on this one. They absolutely dropped the ball. But it also makes me think maybe they had something to do with it. Honest, I, I, I really just think it was the fact that they didn't want to Put present the the, that, but also present the idea that, oh, maybe there's a killer in our area. Why would that matter? You know, it's, you know, more paperwork for them. I ultimately don't know. They had, you know, at this point, they were getting really pissed off with the DA's office and Lou Smith because they were disproving their theory. They were disrupting their investigation. They weren't following suit with what they were looking for. And so they were doing everything they could to discredit them, which is really weird because they're supposed to be like, working together it's the DA's office. They even went so far as to bring in a forensic psychiatrist. They said it was to analyze the case. No, it was to psychoanalyze Detective Smith. Oh my god, what the hell? Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't even provide the DNA testing to the DA's office for months. The evidence concluded it was foreign DNA and they didn't even tell them like they found it out in May and they didn't release it to the DA's office till July. See that see that's another thing that makes me think somebody at the police department had something to do with it because why the fuck are you withholding evidence? It, it's very possible. This is all speculation. Yes yes. This no is allegations all, here. No no no. This is all this is uh, this well, is just uh, a theory. Yeah. It's a, it's a conspiracy theory. Let's oh, say gosh. that. <laughs> well there is a lot of substantial evidence that shows that what truly happened yeah that very heavily contradicts with what the boulder police department was saying i'm really upset with the boulder police department at Honestly, least from though. back then yeah hopefully they're doing better well i'll kind of get into that oh god oh no <laughs> so uh something that was also part of the story that proved i'm doing air quotes that the parents did it was well why didn't you hear your daughter being abducted why didn't you hear her screaming or this or that you know you would know if this was happening may i repeat they are in a four-story 7200 square foot house 
the DA's office did a lot of investigation on this and there were reports from the neighbors that they did hear a scream that night. They heard a gut-wrenching scream that was cut off. So in the basement, very close to where John Benet Ramsey's body was found is a furnace. From that furnace, there is a pipe that leads to the exterior of the house. So there's a vent there right where John Benet Ramsey's body was found. The detective said this acted as like a megaphone to the outside pointed directly at the neighbor's house. So audiologists came in and did an investigation. From the top floor of the house, you couldn't hear anything. They did testing, you know, they did noises, screams, everything. You couldn't hear anything from the top of the house. That makes sense. You go across the street, you hear that shit clear as day. It is a megaphone. Yeah. And they heard the scream cut off. The belief with this is John Bidet was screaming. She was being strangled with that rope. The scream cut off when a blunt force object hit her in the back of the head, cracking her skull and ultimately killing her. I just got so nauseous, bro. It's it's so tragic. And, you know, the murder weapon was never found. This also supported the claim with files not being charged against the Ramses, as well as there was no motive. There wasn't enough substantial evidence. So, Was there any reports on how long she had been dead between when they found her and when she died? Um... I didn't hear anything like about the autopsy like the the time of death yeah um it was just like they found her uh like after 10 o'clock in the morning because that's when they were supposed to have been called that's when the police told John Ramsey maybe start looking around your house instead of them doing it themselves well the reason I asked that is because they couldn't find a murder weapon if it was the family they wouldn't have had time between the time they called 911 and the time the cops got there right or was was it a long time before the cops got there I don't remember um it wasn't it wasn't very long because you know she was very hysterical on the phone they let him know we'll have a police officer they only sent one police officer but there was one police officer that was there you know they waited for the call that never came right before the trial the head folder detective resigned because he said that the da's office was interfering with the case and he was fed up with it that's a little sus yeah just saying it's a little bit interesting because you know the da's office they were trying to find the, the proof loosemit found all this evidence to support the theory that there was an intruder in the house that came in patsy let people come into her house she did tours during that time f- to, f- so people could see her decorations and you know she took pride in her house and while they felt that they lived in a very safe neighborhood because it was a very affluent neighborhood neighborhood you know everyone had a lot of money they felt very safe and she was very welcoming to everyone and the thing with the ransom note was they asked for one hundred and eighteen thousand dollars hundred thousand dollars of that and hundred dollar bills eighteen thousand dollars of that and twenty dollar bills that was a very specific number that was john ramsey's bonus for the year that makes me think it was like somebody in his company could have been something someone in his company it could have been someone who you know got into the house who looked through his office saw that number oh he's got this extra money laying around well i mean john bonnet she did the pageants and she performed at malls right mm-hmm. and it's like they were already kind of a well-known family to begin with i feel like anybody could have realized who she was Mm -hmm. been like they have money 
oh yeah there was a release done on the company that john john ramsey worked for saying their sales hit over a billion dollars in 1996 like, that that's a ton of money back then yeah yeah there is a theory out that out there that they were really trying to kidnap her they were going to bring her through that window too oh. because when they they strangled her mm-hmm. they weren't it's possible they weren't trying to kill her at that time they were just trying to shut her up knock her out yeah and so when she screamed into that furnace into that pipe they that were like projected Shit. yeah so you know they used whatever object it was to crack her in the back of the head and it killed her and so they hastily got out of there there's the scrape of the of the footprint Mm -hmm. there's all there was also a footprint beside where john uh benet was found that didn't match any of the shoes in the ramsey's house but they chalked it up to oh they probably threw those shoes away there wasn't really any investigation did done you on look the in the trash can for the shoes and so it was just you know another thing another negligible evidence that <sighs> they did it but uh another thing that i I can't entirely blame the Boulder Police Department for this, but it is also kind of messed up. They got so many anonymous tips. Thousands, it was reported. 98% of those tips were never called back. They were taken down, but they were never contacted. I don't know if that's just too much for them to handle, to investigate, or if it was just really sheer laziness. Of course, there wasn't enough evidence to bring them to trial to indict them. So during this trial, I mean, during the grand jury, the DA's office kind of distanced themselves from Lou Smith a little bit. And he kind of noticed that there were people who were completely on board with the intruder theory who are now like, "Mm, let's just say that the Ramses did it. And so they tried to get an injunction against Lou saying he needed to turn over all of his evidence to the Boulder Police Department. This was a very scary thing because they'd already shown their true colors of they're not willing to investigate anything other than the family. He didn't want to. He's like, no, I'll present my evidence in the tr- in the grand jury, to the grand jury. I will do that. I'm not giving it to you. And so they're like, okay, we will allow you to present it. And you have a time slot. The prosecution against the Ramses had months to prepare and provide their evidence. Lou Smith was given three hours. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. He was allowed three hours and he provided his evidence, his theory. And of course, the prosecution tries to dismantle it, saying, you know, the DNA is not admissible. It doesn't prove anything, even though it's proven to be foreign DNA. They tried saying there was no footsteps and lose like the, there snowed that night. He's providing all this evidence. During this time, everyone was convinced that they'd be indicted. The Ramses were so scared they even got guardianship for Burke in the case that they would be brought to jail to go in front of a trial. Of course, no charges were filed because there was lack of evidence, lack of weapon, lack of motive. In criminal proceedings, there must be proof beyond a reasonable doubt. That is how you're able to convict someone. Whereas civil court, it's preponderance of the evidence, so it's really just the majority. There just wasn't enough for them to take this to trial. It wasn't until 
2008 that the family was finally exonerated. They were no longer deemed suspects in the case. A decade afterwards, a decade after the grand jury said that there's not enough evidence. Tragically, Patsy Ramsey died two years before this happened. She died two years before her name was free. They were able to deduce this because they finally, they did additional DNA testing of the clothing and finally said, no, it's foreign DNA. It isn't anyone in the Ramsey family. I don't understand how that went on for 10 fucking years. Honestly, like there was so much suppressed and so much that was trying to be hidden that it just, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the media was so against the Ramseys. I don't think they wanted to put the, the other side to it. It was just so convoluted, honestly. It was so messed up. And it's weird because the police department and the DA's office are really supposed to work together, but they were pitted against each other in this case. Like I said, Lou, he wasn't even being paid for this. He refused to be paid. He had his own moral obligation to the case to John Binet. He came out of retirement for it. And tragically, Lou Smith did die August of 2010. And he told his daughter every detail of the case and asked her to continue it. And she's on a vendetta to find the killer. But to this day, Boulder police will not release the DNA found on John Binet's clothing for additional testing. It's still being suppressed. I think that's really gross because I was actually telling April about this that I had been seeing that police departments in a lot of different areas are using DNA from people that have done like 23andMe and Ancestry.com to find out who, what their DNA is. Like the cops have access to these databases mm -hmm. that they could, they are probably more than likely going to be able to find somebody, like a, yeah. a, a distant cousin or somebody mm -hmm. to at least get on the right track. But it's like they don't want that. They Honest, don't, they're, they're, I don't. I don't know what is going on. It's just, it's so convoluted and messed up. And I don't know who has the vendetta to not want to find the killer. Of a, of a, of a six-year-old little girl, you don't want to find who killed her? You don't want to find who sexually assaulted her? You don't want to find who bludgeoned her and cracked her head open? It really, like, it really makes the Boulder Police Department look really suspect to me. Because it's like, why are you doing doing so much to hide this. Why did you send one cop? Why did the cops tell John? Wait, it was John, right? Yeah. The dad. Yeah. Why? Yeah, you should go look around your house. Usually cops want you to stay the fuck put. Yeah. Because they don't want you fucking with evidence. Mm-hmm. How the hell are you going to tell this man who lost his daughter that they can't find her? It, it, apparently she's been kidnapped. How are you going to be like, oh yeah, you should probably go look for her. Bro, that's your job. Yeah. You're the dude with the badge and the gun. You're supposed to go do this shit and go find the little girl and it's just weird to find out how badly the system failed them and tried to incriminate them you know they're not even failing the, the, the parents they, they failed JonBenet yeah. 100% they fucked her over and fuck you guys you guys have the power to try to find out who did this to her and y'all aren't doing it nope. and I'm really irritated <laughs> yeah it, it was such a messed up situation like I remember this case from when I was a kid, I remember like seeing it on the TV and my mom that Christmas hugged me extra tight because of it. 
<laughs> it was like this huge story that this all-American little girl just wound up dead in her home in the basement. Yeah, it was like nationwide. Like there were her face was plastered on all kinds of magazine, People, Newsweek, everything. It was a glo it was a nationwide and a global story. It was just so crazy that you know this little girl in wealthy neighborhood was found dead. I believe that hopefully her and and Lou are up there yucking it up in heaven like look at these guys it's ridiculous <laughs> you know yeah. i just uh, it's sad to think that there was a little girl that lost her life that day on on christmas yeah or the morning after christmas mm -hmm. oh, my heart hurts may she rest in peace because no child deserves to go out like that mm -hmm. the thing that weirds me out though like with the whole ransom note thing uh, the person already knew that she was dead so why even bother so i think it's possible like okay so they used the sun gun on her they tied her up wrote the note mm -hmm. left it and was preparing to take her through the window and she and woke she screamed. up oh, and yeah. screamed that's kind of like what my thinking was because ultimately but they had time to sexually assault her i don't know how long a stun gun works for and she was hit with it twice, twice. in the face and back I mean, for six years old, I don't know, you know, how much, you face. know, that much. I know. Fucking asshole, man. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if they're male or female. Fuck you, bro. I mean, you see people who get tased, like, they're laying on the ground for a long time after and that, and she's six years old. Yeah, grown-ass men are mm -hmm. on the ground screaming like bitches. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine. And there was tape over her mouth, so I don't know if it was, like, loosened and she was able to scream. I mean, we, we will... We won't really know the whole story, you know. The Unless we find the killer and he confesses, but yeah. it's been so long. Mm -hmm. While it did take a decade for them, for the Ramseys to be exonerated, it's good that all their names are finally clear. Would have been great if it happened a little bit before Patsy, prior to her passing, and not just think that everyone thought that she killed her child and everything. It's so weird. I never, I never suspected them ever. No. I, Burke was, yeah, he was a little weird, but. Mm -hmm. When you really think about it, it really does seem that he was on the spectrum. You gotta remember, this was back in 1996. Mental health wasn't a thing mm -hmm. back in 1996. It just wasn't. And when rich white families find out that there could be something wrong, sometimes they just try to act like nothing's wrong. Mm -hmm. And they try to be like, oh no, there's not, there's nothing wrong with my son. They're not autistic. They're not whatever. Because they're ashamed of it. Yeah. And then he later did the Dr. Phil interview. And that, listen, I that one was weird. Mm -hmm. It really was fucking weird. He was smiling throughout the interview. Very nonchalant. But again, that is very typical with people that are on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I even laugh at uncomfortable situations. I yeah. even try to make light of something because it is so uncomfortable. And that was his baby sister. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't imagine having to see that and watch your parents be devastated. And have them, you know, being pitted as the, the killers. Yeah, and then people suspecting you. And how old was he? Um, I think he was nine. Oh, my God. 
Alright, well, there's still no there's still no actual suspect, right? No, not from what I've gathered. So They're yeah. still working on it though. So it may be a cold case, but they're working on it. Apparently. Well also so the documentary came out in twenty twenty one this year. I don't know why I said it like that. That was weird. But I think it really brought a bunch of new light to the situation. Yeah. And really piqued people's interests again. I didn't realize that the media was trying to be like, you know, instigators. <laughs> Yeah, they they really did a lot in this case, and Asshole, there's so man. much misinformation and not trying to corroborate properly or even try to go back and like fix what they said because they said, oh, they're looking for child pornography, and that's just how they left it. They didn't confirm or deny whether or not it was found because there was nothing found, but of course they don't want to say that and not make them look like the devil. The devil. <laughs> Alright guys, well that was uh, the final part, part two, to the John Bonet Ramsey case, at least everything we know so far. So you should definitely go check out that documentary on Discovery Plus because it was really informative and I'm glad April showed it to me because I had no idea. Yeah, they did a good job with that one. Alright guys, don't forget to check out our social media links. I will put our link tree in the description of every descri uh, description box. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it is late, guys. I'm so sorry. My brain's not all there. Anyway, join us next week for another episode. Thanks very much for joining us. Bye.